Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Thursday, August 4th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the governor ends a federally funded rental assistance program. Then the state economist provides an outlook as Mississippi begins its new fiscal year. Plus how a recently passed state education law is helping teachers prepare for the school year. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. A federally funded pandemic renters assistance program is coming to an end this month. Governor Tate Reeves has instructed Mississippi Home Corps to close the application process for the RAMP program August 15th. This falls in line with Reeves' practice of cutting off federal aid early. He ended federal unemployment assistance before the program came to its conclusion. Reeves justified the philosophy at a press conference yesterday. The early days of the pandemic are well behind us. The days of not knowing what we didn't know about the virus are over. Mississippi's COVID-19 state of emergency ended over eight months ago, and we have continued pressing forward. It's time our state returns to pre-pandemic policies. The numbers I just rattled off make it clear. Mississippi must get people back to work. We also know that not everyone leaving our unemployment roles is going into purposeful work. We still have too many people in our state that are being paid not to work. Mississippi has invested millions of dollars in workforce training. Mississippi has invested millions of dollars in skills training and will continue to do so. But because of that investment, there is a job available for virtually every Mississippian who wants to work. The experimental socialist programs being pushed from Washington are not caring. They are cruel. They trap Mississippians in a cycle of dependency, like a long shark or a bookie offering free cash and never mentioning the downside. Reeves, who has pushed for workforce development during his time as governor, claims programs like rental assistance keep people out of the workforce. We will continue to say no to these types of projects and these handouts that encourage people to stay out of the workforce. Instead, we're going to say yes 
to conservative principles and policies that result and continue to result in more people working. Mississippians already pay enough in their own rent and utilities. They just, there's no reason that those taxpayers should have to cover others as well. Again, this is a program that when initially started made sense because many of these individuals lost employment through no fault of their own. And in fact, particularly in other parts of this country, in some areas, individuals lost employment because of the government and the decisions that they made. Reeves could not specify to what degree this decision would affect workforce participation. Applications for RAMP will continue and close on the 15th of this month. Anyone who applies and qualifies within that time will still be able for to receive 15 months of assistance. Reeves says after that, any remaining funds will be returned to the U.S. Department of Treasury. Coming up, the state economist provides an outlook as Mississippi begins its new fiscal year. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Job growth, inflation, gross domestic product, wages. All are indicators used to measure the health of the economy. Many states, including Mississippi, are experiencing record low levels of unemployment. But the cost of goods, especially gas, remain high. For the second consecutive quarter, the national economy shrank, and Mississippi began its new fiscal year last month with significant changes to its tax code, leaving questions about how the state can maintain revenues. So what kind of economic condition is Mississippi in? We asked state economist Corey Miller. If you want to step back and look at uh, how we did in fiscal 22, you know, that was a really, really strong year for revenue, historically speaking. Uh, It was up nine and a half percent over fiscal 21, which was also a a strong year uh, for revenue. But uh, both Sales tax and individual income tax revenues were up uh, over 10% uh, in FY22. Um, So we do expect um, a slowdown from that uh, type of growth in uh, fiscal 23, but we're not really at this point seeing, expecting, uh, you know, a a big drop-off in in revenues. Um, There will be some... Uh, changes because of the uh, new new tax bill that was passed uh, by the legislature. Uh, that will begin with changes to the income tax uh, starting in, in calendar year or tax year 2023, which will impact uh, fiscal 2023 revenues uh, with the elimination of the, uh, the, the 4% uh, individual income tax bracket. Um, but we, our, our estimates and long Department of Revenue's estimates are that will probably be uh, conservatively in the neighborhood of $180 million to $200 million uh, in the first year. Do we have uh, enough revenue coming in to 
compensate for that? Uh, I believe so. Our estimate that we made did not uh, back back in March uh, that that was adopted for for FY twenty three. That law had not been passed yet, so we did not account for uh, that. But our expectation is the 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 budget that the legislature passed revenues will be adequate for that. This additional um, monies that you saw in 2022 and 2021, is that attributable to the pandemic federal relief funds? Did that uh, have something yeah, to do some with of, it? Some of it is. Uh, some of it was just kind of the, uh, the, the rebounding of the economy from uh, the recession. You had, you know, pent up demand for some things and that money from the federal government, um, you know, gave people money to spend that they wanted they wanted to spend. And we, we've seen sort of a, a continuation of that uh, up until this year. Um, of course, this year, we, we're not going to get to see the, uh, the transfer payments from the federal government like we saw uh, the past two years. So that's one reason we kind of think spending may, will probably be slow compared to, to where it's been. Well, and then there's the inflation, the rise in gas prices, mm-hmm. food prices, and everything seems to be going up. So does that mean less revenue for the state? Uh, not necessarily. Um, now, high gas prices can affect general fund revenues because if people have to spend more for gasoline, um, that tax that tax money goes into a, a separate uh, fund. It goes to the Department of Transportation. Um, so if more of their income has to be spent on gas, then there could be. But uh, so far, we haven't really seen too much of that. Everything else that, that people spend have to spend more money on is taxed, uh, including food, is taxed at 7%. So that goes into the, the general fund. Um, so it probably on net, inflation is probably a slight positive for, for revenues, because most of the state's expenses are for are for salaries for employees, state employees, and those don't change uh, too much uh, over the over the course of a fiscal year. Um, not certainly not to the degree that uh, people are going to be spending money because of inflation. Can you give us any idea of how we're doing compared to our neighboring states and the rest of the nation? I think Mississippi's economy is is doing pretty pretty well compared to other states. Uh, we're doing better than than Louisiana, um, and probably similar to some of our other neighboring states. So usually our growth has been one percent, one point five percent. Has it gone much higher than that? Since the end of the Great Recession, our annual growth in Mississippi has been less than 1% or, or right around 1%. Uh, last year was some of the largest uh, growth we had uh, in many years, a lot of that because of the, the, the spending that we talked about uh, and the government infusion of, of cash to the state. And our Mississippi economy grew 4.4% in 2021. Uh, the U.S. economy grew 5.7% in 2021. Um, Like I said, those are some of the largest uh, increases we've had in uh, many years. Now, in 2022, we're expecting 
things to to slow down. We've already seen that slow down, so we think growth will probably uh, come back to uh, what we we saw before the pandemic, uh, more around uh, 1% in Mississippi and probably around 2% or less for, for the U.S. Well, as you go through your work, and looking at the state's economy, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you can share uh, about how we're doing? Uh, well, we haven't talked about inflation too much uh, specifically. Uh, that's I think that's people's biggest concern right now. Uh, the rate of inflation in uh, June was at 9.1% compared to June of last year. Uh, so then that's the highest uh year-over-year rate we'd seen in, in 40 years, there's some indications that we might have had peak inflation in terms of how high that, that rate goes. Um, but the, the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise interest rates until they believe inflation will, is going to come down. Our, our expectation is inflation, the rate of inflation will, will decrease uh, by the end of this year and that Federal Reserve will probably be raising interest rates until the, the first of next year. There is talk of a possible recession or entering one right now. Mm-hmm. What is your perspective on that? Uh, it's Well, first of all, I don't think we're in a recession uh, at present. Um, of course, we saw in the first and second quarters of this year, real gross domestic product for the U.S. Uh, decreased. And it's kind of a rule of thumb that when you see two quarters in a row of that, that you're in a recession. But that's that's kind of the typical rule of thumb or, or for a recession. But uh, we're not we're not really in typical uh, economic times. Um, even though we've had had that happen, we've still seen other factors like uh, employment, consumer spending, uh, even even real personal income. Uh, those have continued to, to increase at the same time. Uh, now, we've slowed down, obviously, but um, without that broad, that broad or more widespread economic weakness throughout the time, I don't think we're in a recession right now. Uh, having said that, um, I think the odds of a recession in the next 12 months are probably 50-50, both uh, for the the U.S. economy and, and the Mississippi economy. I do think if we have a recession, it will be a relatively uh, shallow one because of, one, the strength of, of the labor market, um, and also people um, have built up some savings during the pandemic, in part because of the, the federal transfers. So if, I think if we do see a recession, it, for those reasons, I think it will be a relatively shallow one. Corey Miller is the state economist. Coming up, how a recently passed state education law is helping teachers prepare for the new school year. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. It's time for the Mississippi Book Festival on Saturday, August 20th. Visit the state capitol in Jackson from 9 to 5 p.m. and visit inside the rotunda on the first floor. The MPB Kids Club will be ready with Ed Set, PBS's Molly from Denali, plus activities and giveaways. Join Mississippi Public Broadcasting for adventure in both body and brain at the Mississippi Book Festival on Saturday, August 20th. More info at mpbonline.org.
This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. For teachers in Mississippi, it's the dawn of a new school year with new education policies. The START Act gave teachers the largest pay raise in a generation, and the state legislature passed a measure expanding the Education Enhancement Fund. The law also stipulated an earlier distribution date for the EEF cards. Now, those are debit-like cards that provide teachers access to their personal allotment of funding. With these changes in place, Nancy Loom of the Parents Campaign breaks down the latest in education funding with our Kobe Vance. What we know about state funding that goes to public schools is that the MAEP appropriation is not even enough to cover the total cost of teacher salaries and benefits. So there's really nothing left over from the state appropriation for schools to, to spend on things like classroom supplies and, and classroom equipment, that sort of thing, that supports and enhances classroom instruction. So, so teachers are are taking care of those things pretty much on their own or local funds are used for those sorts of purchases at the, at the district level. So when we increase the uh, teacher supply appropriation, that means that teachers have more state funding that they can use for instructional materials, um, printers inside their classrooms, or anything that they need to support their instruction. And that, of course, increases the quality of education provided our children. Given the burden this takes off the teacher's individual back of having to fund you know, classroom improvements themselves, how much of a difference do you think this could make in Mississippi classrooms? It does make a difference. Um, you know, teacher salaries are notoriously low, although that did improve also uh, in this legislative session. But when teachers are taking money out of their own pockets, when they already are paid less than other professionals with the same level of education and experience, that's a real burden. And so anything that the state can do to alleviate that for teachers is certainly positive. Now, there are some limitations on this funding and how it can be spent. Uh, can you explain what some of those limitations might be for teachers? And also, what are some ways you think the state could address improving uh, funding towards things like electronics? Well, teachers are allowed to to purchase some equipment and computers and software and things like that with these funds. Um, I've been told that they are not allowed to purchase things like desks and chairs and furniture that they might want to enhance their classrooms. And it does seem that that would be, uh, that could be an allowable expense that would allow them to arrange their classrooms in a way that they think better supports all of the students in their classrooms. The appropriate uses of those funds, according to the law, are for any kind of instructional material, um, the basic classroom supplies, anything like that that, that directly supports instruction. Is there... Looking into the future, do you think the legislature will continue to look at improvements to the EEF funding, and do you, 
how much do you think teachers might need to be able to continue to have successful classroom experiences and provide uh, tools, uh, resources for their students? Well, of course, anything that the legislature can provide to go toward instructional materials and that sort of thing is helpful. It would also be helpful if the the legislature would fully fund the the Mississippi Adequate Education Program that provides schools and districts with the basic funding they need to operate a school system. Right now, um, the MAEP is underfunded to the tune of $279 million, and that means that it barely covers the teacher salaries and benefits. So there really is is nothing left over. And in some districts that have smaller class sizes and more teachers, it doesn't cover the cost of teachers and, and teacher benefits. What districts really need is for the legislature to fully fund the MAEP so that every school has all of the funding that it needs to provide the quality educational experiences that we want for our children and that other states, including our neighboring states, provide for their children. Nancy Loom is Executive Director of the Parents Campaign. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Thanks so much for having me. There is hope the increased EEF allotment will bring positive change to the classroom. Cagney Weaver is a fifth grade teacher in Biloxi. She says the additional funds could expand resources and provide relief to teachers who have too often bought supplies out of their own pockets. For them, it just means that they have more opportunities available to them. You know, they're they're. We're not going to say, you know, we can't do this because we don't have the money. Um, you know, we're, we're able to give them more opportunities for more learning experiences. What kind of things do you all typically use this funding for? Um, a lot of people, you know, buy regular things for their classroom that we're going to use every year. So, you know, pens, markers, crayons, paper. A lot of people purchase books. Um, a lot of people purchase um, hands-on STEM activities that um, we can use throughout the year that are either consumable or reusable. Um, so it really just depends on kind of what you teach. Um, you know, it kind of runs the, the spectrum. But usually you're buying, you know, regular classroom supplies that you're going to run through every single year. What does you think this is going to help take a burden off some teachers that had to go the extra mile with their own money to be able to investing in their classrooms to make sure their students had the materials they need? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, the the tax break for teachers is only two hundred and fifty dollars. And I couldn't name a single teacher that I work with who spends two hundred fifty dollars or less um, during the school year on their classroom. So it definitely helps you know, with the burden of, of, you know, going into your own, in your own pocketbook um, to purchase items for your classroom. Absolutely. Going back, you mentioned robotics potentially becoming a part of classroom Mm -hmm. curriculum. What does that look like? um, And how does this funding enable that? Uh, So robotics in the classroom can take on various um, formats. And, you know, Mississippi is going Uh, and implementing um, computer science curriculum this year um, across the whole state. And so the need for STEM activities, and usually your STEM materials are a little bit more expensive because they are involving um, computers and things like that. So, you know, the extra funding definitely allows us to purchase 
um, you know, more hands-on STEM-related things, which we know is, you know, the, the field that we really need to have our students um, work toward um, because that is, you know, 21st century skills. What do you think, Miss? what message do you think this sends to teachers and um, the students that are in classrooms this year now that there are more funds going towards school supplies and, you know, other activities that could be invested in? I think it definitely shows um, that our legislature, you know, it wants to do better for education. Um, you know, for so long, you know, we've just kind of dealt with this, you know, underfunding of MAEP um, and so on and so forth. And so, you know, in our state, teachers were just incredibly frustrated. And I think this is a great step in the right direction, um, but it is just a step. You know, we, ha- we have a, a, a path ahead of us. Um, that we have started on, um, but I think it is a is a great um, goodwill from our legislature uh, to hear the teachers in the state knowing that they need more funds and to act on that and, and give us more funds for our classroom. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.